I'm recording now. Testing one, two. Test, test. I am Testing recording. one. Yep, perfect. Everybody had a great week. It's fantastic. Yeah, man. La- and, and, and we're recording a day late as of because of me, because we had that snowstorm coming in, and it just... Wow. Just wow. Dude, does does Mother Nature know it's April? Do I need to send a letter <sighs> yeah, or something? I'm telling you. It's uh, just wow. I'm just over How do you get snow in April? Well, not only the snow, but you got the the ice on top and but it's supposed to Is be Is that nice normal? Yeah, we got it. You know what? I was listening to an old show, uh just taking some notes and um this show exactly one year ago, we also got another dumping of snow. Wow. Here's the problem with that, guys. Is the robins and all the birds have already migrated up here. So you get that big 10, 12 inches of snow, there's no food. So until the food starts, so the snow melts, these birds don't have access to food. So we would lose you a just ton co- of birds. Do you just cover your head in peanut butter and bird seed and stay <laughs> no. out there like a good, like no, a good last citizen? Year, last year I got uh, worms, and we got mealworms, and we threw them out in the, um, uh, for them. to. Uh, but anyways, we lost a lot. But anyways, so yeah, I'm uh, ready for spring, guys. I'm really ready for spring. I guess the good news is if it'll warm up, the snow won't be around that much longer, right? I mean, that's the good yeah, thing. Like when it snows here in March or April, yeah. it's going to warm up, so you're not going to get stuck with it. You get that early December snow, and you, you, you're oh, constantly we're parking it. your car yeah, around it for it's months. Here till May, right? Yeah. No, it's gone. It should be gone by the middle of the next week. So it, we should be snow free, or for the most part. I don't know how you do it. Yeah. I say it all the time. I don't know yeah, how you do it. I don't know. Although we've got those monster mosquitoes coming out now, so you know it is what it is. Everyone has their own. That's their fantastic. Okay, before we get in the show, bear. man, uh, what do you like? What do you think of that skill? The uh, the flash briefing, dude. How cool is that? Mike, did you have cool. a chance to try? Oh, that? Absolutely. I must listen to your voice like ten times already. I did too. I was like, Jason's in my house. I love it. Yeah, yeah it's uh, good. We'll have some fun with that, guys. Um, and in fact, uh, maybe um, we'll give some instructions on how to people do it and yep. what a flash briefing and what a skill is, you know, to help, yeah. help these people out. We already have people that, uh, signed up for it right away. So I'm, I'm excited for that. So we'll go into a little bit of detail later on that guys, but if it's okay, let's go ahead and start the show in Sounds three, great. two, one. Round one was over. <laughs> Parents won. Kids sip. I only hope that we never lose sight of one thing that was all started by a mouse. Just become best friends. Yep. Gentlemen, start your engines. To infinity and beyond. There's a touch of madness around here. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Disney Dads Podcast. The show it's a little about us, a lot about Disney. It's April the 12th, 2019, and tonight I'm joined by my brothers over there, Mike and Jason. What is going on, fellas? You guys doing well? Doing good, doing good. The uh, The wife is feeling better. I, I mentioned in the last podcast that she took a little bit of a spill, so she's up and about. As you can hear, my voice is better, which is getting, which is a milestone in itself because it was quite under the weather for a while. And even better than that, my wife and girls are away for the weekend, so I'm acting like Tom Cruise, sliding through the kitchen, <laughs> dancing, and uh, I'm home alone. It's great. Can we... Can we get video of this? I don't. I don't. I don't believe you. I don't think this is this is true. Hey, plus two. You're you're dude. You're a couple days away, man, from heading to paradise. Yeah. Well, you know, my wife and the daughters went away for a uh, cheerleading competition for tomorrow, and I got stuck with the task of oh, since you're gonna be home, you can do all the laundry. You can start getting us packed. But uh, I 
think my wife better think twice about letting me pack her clothes. Otherwise, she's going to be wearing some weird outfit when she's away. <laughs> so uh, she might want to rethink that task. But uh, but yeah, no, we're uh, we're getting there. I mean, I, the nice part about this week was I was able to pick out how many dress shirts I have left for work. I have enough iron to get me through the next three days, and then that's it. And then we're off on our cruise. So uh, I can't wait. Awesome, buddy. I'm excited for you because I, you know, it's like you, you also, you, we start feeding off your excitement because you're, you're getting pumped. You're getting ready to go. You're getting ready to go into chill mode. One thing I've ever, one thing that I will uh, say about you, Mike, is like you take, like, I remember our first year you were, uh, uh, it was coming into the Christmas season and uh, man, you were excited because you had all your PMs done. You know, this is before you got promoted. Mm-hmm. You know, you had everything going. You're like, this is going to be a great week. I'm ready to go. I'm just because you were ready for that chill vacation mode. You know, so I can just hear it on you in, in your voice. And I'm um, very excited for you guys. And I can't wait to see the pictures and the. Uh, I can't wait for. Um, if you don't mind, I'd like to plug um, away with me travel because I've heard on the grapevine that uh, we might be doing a major trip recap. Um, on away with me travel with Justin and Jamie is that is that correct? Absolutely, yeah. Uh, I, I'll get into more details, but I got my little welcome package from away with me travel the other day with some really cool swag stuff in there and a lot of documents and a lot of important stuff for the trip. And uh, you know, going someplace where it's a little foreign to me when it comes to I've never been there before. It's nice to have somebody who's kind of got your back and has and know what's going on. You know, like we are with Disney, we can kind of give somebody advice. It's great having a solid travel agent to really take care of us. Mike, let me ask something about that. Um, how have you contacted the airline to talk to them? How you're going to fit the life size four foot two uh, cardboard cutout of me uh, through security? Is that is that are you carrying that on, or are you are you checking? That? It'll fit in my backpack because the backpack's oh, okay, coming. Okay. So we're good. We're good. I got you covered. No, 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 I got you covered. I got you. Between you and me, though, do you like Jamie or Justin better? Jamie, of course. I know her longer. Okay. It's a seniority yeah. thing. Really? I know her longer. Of course. Really. I don't mind. It's okay. I, I like Jamie better too than me. <laughs> it's all good. Okay. She's much more likable. <laughs> She's much easier to deal with. I think you guys, you know, we were chatting back and forth today about Star Wars a little bit. And uh, you guys were having a serious conversation about Star Wars. And, you know, I, I sent you uh, my serious videos of how <laughs> I feel about uh, about the new name of the movie. I think you, you two probably enjoyed those a little bit. Yeah, that was a great video. I, I, I'm i a huge Star Wars fan. I know you are. And I was shocked it wasn't a Chewbacca mask and we got a lightsaber instead. But, uh, but yeah, you know, that's just typical Justin. Yeah, just typical Justin. I save all those videos for a rainy day. I'm going to put them oh, all man. in one big movie and just, just release it to the Facebook group. And the world comes crashing down. <laughs> the world comes, that's right. Take us into this show, Mike, before we go any further. Absolutely. So, guys, listen, I had an idea for a show. It's something we've never really done before, and I'm hoping that our Disney family likes it. Uh, something that I want you guys to talk about with your family, with your spouse, with your significant other, with your kids. Uh, tonight, what we're going to do is kind of travel back in time a little bit, and we're going to put on our construction hats. And what I want to do is each one of us are going to pick a ride or attraction in any one of the Disney parks, and we're going to pretend that we were the foreman or we were the, the job site over guy a little overlooking the whole project, and I want to pick a ride that I want to be the head of construction. Now, we see a lot of construction going on with Star Wars right now, and I think it would be really cool uh, to be part of that and you know developing that whole area. But we're going to get into some of the older stuff and some of the uh, or even some of the newer stuff, but uh, I want to talk to these guys tonight about what, what ride they would want to be the foreman on. What, what attraction do you want to be there from when the shovel hits the ground to when the ribbon gets cut and the first person takes the ride for the first time? Uh, what ride would you want to be there for the from the beginning to end? So I'm going to start with my 
buddy Jason, and I yeah. want to hear about what ride he wanted to be the foreman on. All right, guys, listen, I I, I took your idea to heart, but I'm I'm going to just tweak it just a little bit, okay? And and the reason I'm going to tweak it is I'm well within the rule book. It's the best free attraction you'll ever have. And I am going back. I'm going to knock on Walt Disney's house. I'm going to introduce myself as a foreman, and I am going to help him create and build Carrollwood Pacific Railroad. And the reason I'm going to do that, and I, now you guys are looking at me like, wait a minute. Walt Disney himself stated, what do you give me that look for, Justin? Cheater. <laughs> what do you mean, cheater? <laughs> That's an awesome one. I want to be the foreman on the Carolina Pacific Railroad. Oh, so, Go ahead. Steal my job. And the reason I wanted to get my hands on that was uh, I wanted to give Walt a little, I mean, he's an insightful guy, obviously, and this thing was pretty incredible. Now, you guys are familiar with what that is, are you not? Oh, yeah, definitely. And I guess for oh, yeah. those that aren't, um, Walt Disney had, and this is this is where um, uh, his ingenuity and his love for things, where he's just he has this practicality to make things come to fruition. Okay, so what it is is if you just picture a small riding railroad train, I'm not going to get into details on you know the the gauge of the steel and and what how many horsepower or what what it drove it, but what I'm going to tell you is it was uh, about a twenty. 500, actually it was 2,615 feet railroad track where you actually sat on and could drive and he could actually pull people on it. Now, when we start talking about changes, I would have liked to have been that little bit of voice of reason to give him some insight. Number one, um, when he was building this, I would have liked to uh, encourage him to um, be a little bit more where, and I know back in the day things were different. Uh, you just threw your kids in the back seat and you never rode a bike with a helmet. But I would have had him engineer the trains, the, the, the cars themselves, to be a little bit more um, safe for people to be on. And the reason I say that is because the reason why it was stopped with the public rides was because somebody got hurt. So if we could have just eliminated that, where would what would have happened? What kind of um, things would have came out of it from there? Because if it would have just continued to be a good quality, safe, fun ride for people to ride for free with Walt Disney himself. Number two is the guy built a lot of this stuff himself, a lot of it. I would have loved to have talked Walt to expand, kind of. Um, be able to offer this, uh, go in the direction of uh, marketing something where we could actually build these and mass produce these for the average person. I know it would have been a little bit expensive back in the time, but there are people that would have wanted this. I mean, how about you guys? How would you have liked to have had a, uh, even now, tell me that you wouldn't have a, 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 a one of these train sets, the, the Carrollwood Pacific Railroad in your yard? Well, the nice part is for me, the Carol Pacific would be in a life size, like an actual size, because I would fit in there just perfectly, and I, I could use that as just a form of transportation. So I would love one. That would be that'd be great. The the idea of actually being with Walt and watching him create something like this, being uh, in his in, and I don't want to say in his presence, like, uh, but just being with him. And, and seeing his thought process on what do I need to do to build this car? How am I going to make this a little bit more um, you know, efficient as far as uh, you know, roll better on the tracks? Or putting this stuff together, 
is something that I immediately went to when we started talking attractions because I just didn't want the normal attractions. I'll be honest with you, the last couple of days, um, you know, have been a little enduring, and I. I wasn't feeling a change. Like I, I couldn't just go into Haunted Mansion and do a change. I, I didn't, uh, uh, not yet. So what I did is um, I just wanted to go back to the very beginning, the very core. And I know it's short. I know it's sweet. I hope you don't think I'm che- cheating out on you here. But to me, that would be my ultimate foreman job is to work hand in hand at the original free attraction that Disney offered. Would you like to see this in a Disney park? I would love that. Well, I got yeah. a chance to see the the car, one of his cars that was uh, part of this railroad, and it was over at Wilderness Lodge. Mm-hmm. And we mentioned it previously on the show. And I recommend people go find that and look at it. Um, it is uh, people would just sit right on this thing, and uh, he would pull people around. I mean, it's it's really um, man. I absolutely love it. I love that idea. And look, Walt didn't. I mean, two thousand feet. 2,500 feet, that's that's a long ways, guys. That's a yeah. pretty cool thing. He had a tunnel underneath the Lily's Garden. Anyways, um, it did feature, I do want to make one notable, though. It did feature the Lily Bell, and um, it was a steam locomotive, and it was named after his wife, Lillian. So a very, very nice little uh, nod to his wife. And, uh, guys, that's my attraction. Yeah, and the cool part is, so I've done a lot of research on, on this topic, and just because it's, it's Walt to a T. Mm-hmm. Walt growing up, love trains and and you know that's his first love and it's really a huge part of disneyland and the magic Kingdom. and the one thing you see is you see the the rail you know the, the station there and you can you can take Walt disney world railroad around um i love the story of when he's building the the train station with roger e brogy because roger loved trains too and he goes and the two of them just have this idea for how they're going to you know, it's going to go here and it's going to come around and it's going to do this. And, he, and Walt was really an animated guy and he uses hands a lot to talk. And it's going to do this and all that. And Lillian comes out and says, no, it's not. My gardens are there. And so the main <laughs> yeah. hindrance he had with designing this was about Lillian's gardens. Mm-hmm. And he had to go back and restructure the way they did it. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's it. I would love to see something like this in the parks. And you know what's funny, too? I, I think this would fall on the side of people would overlook it, too. You know, because we're we're in the stage of Tron and we're in the stage of high speed, high, you know, are people going to go and are they going to sit on a little train just to go around and see the miniatures? Because he loved miniatures, too. And that's something you well, have in common with Walt, too. What if we what if we put this train and like the the people mover in Tomorrowland? What if we move this train into significant parts of the park? So you're actually getting a tour of the park as well. Mm-hmm. I think people would jump on that. I really do. I would. I would love that. I feel like every time I go to Magic Kingdom, I try and ride the train ride around Magic Kingdom because I just mm-hmm. feel like that's that's a tribute to Walt. That's something that he loved. And I, even though it's not a thrilling ride, I just feel like if the train's there, I, it, I don't feel like it's a trip unless I can't unless I get to go around the train a couple of times. I really miss the train, Mike. Now that you mentioned that, you know, I really do, and I'm really looking forward to that being back up. Is is there a, a, just to go down a small rabbit? I don't have a date. Yeah, uh, a year? Is it going to be this year? Well, I mean, it's. I, I doubt it. I doubt it'll be this year. You're looking okay. at where Tron is, man. It's just it takes up that one space, so it's really tough to run the train through there. Mm-hmm. I mean, now you're looking at the safety of guests, you know, because I mean, I was there two weeks ago. And they they have a massive crane up. I mean, it's yeah, you know, right. there's major construction going on in that area, and so I think it's going to be a while. If you're going to the Magic Kingdom and you want to spend some time at the train, go ahead and go up to the train station. One, 
Great picture down Main Street. Great. That's probably the best place you can take a photo of Cinderella Castle on Main Street. But also, they do have the Lilybell sitting right there, and you can go in and take some really close-up pictures um, with the train. So and at least a, you get that. It's a great place for fireworks, too. Yeah. The bad part is they've cut it out. You can't stand in the middle anymore. Really? I thought you could. I thought That recently? Yeah. not A uh, little little while back, they, they put the ropes up now, and you cannot okay. stand in the middle. You can stand on the sides. But they kind of uh, edge you away from the middle. I think I think they did that just to discourage people from going up there and just being a mass amount of people up there. Mm-hmm. Got it. Um, but yeah, now they've roped that off, so you, you can't go up there anymore. Okay. I would have loved to have been there and, and seen that. I that's the one thing. Man, Walt had a few things that he loved in life, and and miniatures and trains played a massive part in his childhood and and all the way up through his you know through his death. So they, I like it. It's good Who to next? me. Who next? Mike. Yeah, I'll go next. So I pondered quite a few different rides that I wanted to. And one thing that I thought architecturally and construction-wise that I thought would be really cool to be part of that project, uh, something that was really intricate and something that was out of the ordinary, and I went with Spaceship Earth. And I thought that uh, the design of that was kind of cutting edge for the time. Um, it was actually, opening date was October 1st, 1982, but it took 26 months before that to actually build it. Uh, the architectural design was conceived by Wallace Floyd Design Group, and the structure was also designed with the help of a fiction writer called Roy Bradbury. He also helped write the original storyline for the attraction. Yeah, I was I was very intrigued by the actual design of this ride. You know, it's uh, the dome is actually called a geodesic polyhedron, and uh, I haven't taken geometry classes in a while, but that's that's the technical term for what of it for what it's called. And uh, it's actually two structural domes stacked on top of each other. The legs are supported by pilings that are driven into the ground 160 feet into the earth. Uh, it's got this whole box shape at the bottom. It's a, it's a pretty impressive design and structure. Uh, something we I think we've talked about before on a, on a podcast that the cladding on the outside of this was designed that no rain will fall off of it so when it actually rains the water gets channeled through a one inch gap between those little uh triangular pieces that stick out and the the water is flushed into the world showcase lagoon which is pretty cool so really like disney nothing goes to waste uh some other things that i read about it was pretty cool which i would love to have seen like when the lights come on or one of those things uh when you're actually on the ride you're on an inner structure and there's an outer structure to what those actual panels are put on and in between that gap between the ride that you're on and the actual outer structure there's a cart that goes around there so if any service people need to get to around the ride to fix something there's a whole basically ride that rides on the on the outside area of where you're riding around I just thought that the actual design of this and get to see this from scratch, this is one of those rides that I'm really hoping that I get stuck on one day because I want to be evacuated with the lights on. I really mm-hmm. want to see how it works and how it ticks. Uh, unfortunately, I've only been stuck in the car for quite a while. I guess, you know, loading and unloading handicapped people, uh, I guess with, you know, mobility issues. So I've never really gotten evacuated from the ride. I'm kind of hoping that's it. So that's kind of why I went with this because I thought it would be a very cool thing to see from – beginning to end and it's a it's a real you know a real iconic part of the park so i thought that would be a a good way to go yeah definitely and you know what you mentioned the the rain something they also had to think about was wind when they were when they were building this attraction because the way that it was structured at at first the wind would whip under the the dome you know, whip whip under the sphere, mm-hmm. and it was creating these massive wind tunnels. So they had to they had to come up with ideas on how they were going to break up the wind 
um, for that as well. Mike, I want to ask you this. As, as a foreman on this attraction, do you believe that it should be continually... Like, you know, a lot of people, whenever they build something, they say, this was mine, this is the way it is, I don't ever want it to change. Do you think this attraction should be continually, like a fluid attraction? It should be modified, changed, updated to show the new times, to show the times we're in now? Yeah, and it's been changed a few times. You know, they, they've uh, it's gone through some refurbishments quite a few times. It went for a refurbishment in 86, in 94, 2007, and we're getting another one in 2020. And they've changed some of the scenes. They've added some stuff. But I definitely, the obviously, the first part of history is not going to change. So I think it's an important part to keep that element. You might want to change the scenes around a little bit. Um, you know, same era, same thing, but maybe actual change the, the animatronics for something a little bit different, but still represent that particular part in history but i definitely think the lighter half when the end when you're about to end should always change because technology is always changing and you don't want to end up in the 80s you know and that's how the the ride ends because then that really dates the ride so if you can continually do updates in this and then from the you know from the 2000s and up and as time goes on you can continually uh, do updates to that i think that's great but i definitely think the first half of the ride should uh, doesn't have to keep the exact scene but it has to keep the exact era and time you know what's interesting about this attraction too, and I know this from a little birdie, um, that the the attraction was meant to be longer. There's more uh, there's more space, and it's it's built and everything for the attraction to be longer. But the problem was because of the height of the attraction, they would have to put lap bars in the um, in the ride vehicles because of the height, and they didn't want to do that. So if in certain areas, there are actually places where they could have made the attraction keep going to show. So in the future, we may see something like that. Maybe they do add lap bars, you know, to, to that. I mean, your other other attractions throughout Disney history started with no lap bars, and then they were added at later times too. So maybe we get that. So can I can I just jump on your feet here? And it would just remind me of an idea. I would have loved to incorporate a thrill aspect to this, and I wanted to go with like. Um, different uh, different movie scenes throughout like kind of like the um, great movie right but but disney owned you know everything and then at the very top i wanted to incorporate the black hole and then you actually would go down inside the black holes the thrill side and have that be a drop you, are you following me mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah so that's where my lap bars would come in so i really think that they need to put lap bars on that thing and they need to give a thrill element to this thing this is going to completely take us off topic. Did you guys see where they took a picture of a black hole this week? I did. The first, you know, like black holes before were just kind of theoretical. Like no one really, <clears throat> they didn't know for a fact. They knew because of the mathematics and everything that had black holes. But they'd never been able to have a visual image. So the first time in human history we see a black hole. Um, and that kind of brings me to what we're doing. We're going back in time with Disney history with this man, wouldn't you like to be the person who gets to see the picture of the black hole in 200 years and not the people who get to see it at the beginning? So how, like, how lucky are we now that we get to sit and talk about an attraction that's been around for so long and that we can change it and stuff like that? I was talking to, to somebody about that the other day. I was like, I want to be the person who sees the black hole in 200 years, not now. So I know it's completely off the wall. It's okay. People are driving right now and they're saying, what's he that's doing? Deep. But that's what I do. That's it's all good. deep, man. Yeah, I'm not used ahead. to deep conversations with you, at least not <laughs> hey, on the wait, show. Wait, wait, I wait, mean, wait. Everyone start, 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 uh, start snapping your fingers. Wow, your coffee that's shop. just deep. Holy macaroni. <laughs> Man. Anyways, Mike, I, I, um, if going, going through and you're, you're in charge of this thing, 
Is there anything that you would change to the structure on the outside, or would you just were you happy with that? Besides the wind tunnel, you know the aspect yeah. of it. But what no, about I'm sh- happy. You know what I'm happy with it because it's very unique, and to me that symbolizes Disney. I know a lot of people the castles what signifies Disney. Maybe because I'm a guy and I'm not into the whole fairy tale thing. My daughters are, and 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 for that aspect, I love it. But to me, Epcot just represents Disney. You know, especially the Florida Disney, uh, not not the Disney Company itself, just. Being in Florida, being on vacation, I don't know if it's having fond memories of there when I was a child or if it's just because that that means so much to me. That's an, that's because there's no other there's no other Epcot spaceship Earth. I'm not, not going to call it the ball right. like you will, but uh, that that's the only place you're going to see that in that particular spot. You know, you'll see other castles elsewhere, but that to me is just Disney World. What what if what if Disney pulled the shenanigans? What if they pulled the fast one? And they totally gutted out Spaceship Earth and turned it into a completely different attraction. As long as the exterior shell still stays there and it's still uh, the... Golf ball? Because what, what else can it be now? <clears throat> I mean, ultimately, it would... Um, is it not my argument valid? It's a golf ball then. No, golf balls no. have dimples on the inside. Those have things popping out. I, I, I don't think you can touch. I think that's one of those attractions you cannot touch. I think it's Haunted Mansion, Pirates, that... Uh, I mean, you just you can't touch it. If 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 they touch the interior, that because that's what that's what Epcot is all based on. It's all based on like human history and human like the way we in, impact the planet and the, what we've done and how you know where we've come from. And I think it's the perfect introduction and it's the perfect end of your day, no matter when you ride the attraction to really book into an Epcot day is, is, I mean, it's, it's perfect. I think that may be one of the most perfect attractions in all of Disney. I really do. I'm going to agree with you. I'm a huge fan. I mean, I, I would hope Disney wouldn't go down that road and, and change something like that, but it is called spaceship earth. I mean, yeah. it's always been called spaceship earth. I don't really ever say, I'm just doing that to get some goats out there that just despise the fact I call that the golf ball, but um, it's always going to be Spaceship Earth. You're right, Justin. It is a perfect ride. Um, there are some there are some stuff in there that uh, definitely we could maybe see some updates. But oh yeah, definitely, and I think you will over time. But but I I don't know. I mean, I would be curious to see on. Um, did you guys fall in love with this ride from day one? I mean, the first time I rode it, I was like, I was hooked. I absolutely love this thing. Mm, no, but I was a kid, so I don't know, man. Okay. I didn't fall in love with Epcot. Epcot's my favorite park now. Right. But I, when I was a kid, I used to go. You know, my my mom would go. We're going to Epcot today. I go. Ugh, really? So what about uh, when you came down with Katie and you rode it for the first time as an adult? I mean, I love it. Katie, Katie's more of. A, here's the problem. I'm. I love the historical aspects of a lot of attractions, and mm-hmm. that's why I love Mike's pick of Spaceship Earth. Is because, look, there's nothing. I don't think there's more a, a more iconic visual from Walt Disney World. Then Mickey standing on top of Spaceship Earth, what in like 2000 I think it was mm-hmm. when they when they did that commercial. I mean it's it's amazing like that's that's incredible you know I I just think it's one of the most iconic symbols on planet Earth. I, I really do. So for me I love that. Katie's more of a um, hands up you know enjoy enjoy the attraction uh, stuff like that. Does she like it? Sure. She probably likes the really dumb pictures I take whenever they say create your future. You know. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it, it is what it is, but I, I don't, I would be super disappointed if they ever touched that attraction. Did you like the hand in the wand when it was outside? No. Okay. No, I did not. But also didn't like the birthday cake on Cinderella Castle either. Yeah. Who liked that? I, I, I just don't see why you have to do that. 
You know what I mean? Like it's 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 unnecessary. Now I don't mind the projections. I don't mind when they do the Mike Wazowski eye or they do the you know I I don't mind that. That's the, because you're not, it's not it's not a permanent structure. You know. Right. But there's no there's no need for all that. You know it's it is what it is. But no, I I think it's it's an iconic figure uh, symbol. I think it would have been really interesting to see the guts of that thing, like you said, Mike, to get stuck there. But even before getting stuck there, can you imagine what that thing looked like before they built all the platforms and everything, and you just had the steel and, I mean, just a massive sphere? Uh, I, I looked high and low for pictures online, you know, like as there was, I mean, there's quite a few on there, but not as much as I'd want to see. Uh, I think if obviously it was being built now, there'd be more of a picture history. And I'm sure, you know, people taking selfies while they're building stuff, you know, I mean, that's just the, the technology of today. But um, not a lot of pictures out there of the construction, but that's one of those rides that I really want to see it tick. You know, I want to see the in, the innards, the workings, how it is, you know, what makes that ride what it is. And uh, that's kind of why I went with that for my, um, my pick for my foreman job. You know what? Before I jump into mine, that, you bring up a really good point. Disney does a really good job, guys, of keeping things like close to the vest. They, they play their cards really close to the vest. you got to think the amount of people that have access to, um, you know, let's say Galaxy's Edge or let's say Guardians of the Galaxy Roll, you know, things like that, and yet we don't see things come out of there. It's, it's pretty amazing. I think the NDAs are so strict. Yeah, but think about it, dude. All it would take is you snap a picture and you text if somebody. If it comes back to you, man, I'm I know telling you're fired, you that will cripply financially ruin you. I mean... I just... I don't know, man. I just... I, I am shocked. I, I would like to see one of those. One of those... You know, I've always said that, you know, it's, it's amazing that they can build these... They can transport you to other... Not just other places on Earth, but other galaxies and other... Like, and yet... Until they want you to see it, mm-hmm. you don't see it. Yeah. It's incredible. It is. Very much so. But you know what? After having uh, you know having lunch with the Imagineer, man, these guys like like working for the mouse. I mean, you know, it's uh, if, if you have this mutual respect for your employer, and uh, it's easy to uh, comply, if that makes sense. You know what I mean? To comply mm-hmm. with what their, their wishes are, you know? So, Can you imagine I mean, getting my Snapchats from inside uh, Galaxy's Edge, guys? There's uh, me with the unicorn face on. There's been a couple of people on YouTube that uh, we don't recommend that have snuck into backstage areas right, and yeah. gone things. And man, those videos get pulled pretty quickly if you know. And then it's yeah. hard to find them, and then they get banned from the park for life. I mean, that would be. Uh, could you could you imagine Justin you being banned for life for taking a picture somewhere you weren't supposed to? No, I crush listen. You. I'm on my P's and Q's, man. Right. All things Disney. I am. I I am Team Mouse all the way. I think everyone knows that. Actually, that's how I introduce myself. Justin Suter, Team Mouse. You know, um, <laughs> dude. I don't. I don't. I don't mess with that stuff. No. 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 No way. Even the even the little bit of inside information we get mm-hmm. um, from people we know, we don't ever. Mm-hmm. We don't even say it out no. to the public. You know what I mean? And no. we don't talk about people. We don't talk about any of that stuff. So, nope. One hundred percent, man. Tell you what, let's. I'm gonna jump to mine because I'm, I'm I've been long winded tonight and taking us down tangents. Uh, Mike, when you came up with this, man, the hardest part for me with this was figuring out what I was gonna do, and it took me a while because there's a lot of structures around Disney that I'm more interested in the construction aspect than the one I chose. But I chose it because it has a sentimental value to me, and it's a pretty interesting history. And that's probably the attraction that has the most lovable characters, uh, fantastic story, iconic soundtrack. 
Splash Mountain, man. It's look, it's my favorite attraction at Disney. I think it's just it's it's perfect in every single way. Um and you're looking back and I mean Splash Mountain's kind of a happy accident. It doesn't really mean to be built. It's kind of comes out of necessity in the fact that in 1983, you get Tony Baxter, and he's sitting back, and he's in traffic. We've all been there, Mike more than most, and he's just daydreaming. You know, a lot of these ideas come from you sitting in traffic, to be honest. Yeah. You know, you'll you'll sit back, and you'll text us or call us and say, dude, I'm, I'm in two hours of traffic. What do you think about doing this? Um, Tony's doing the same thing. He's sitting in traffic, and he's thinking, man, we could really use something from Song of the South to, uh, to, to put into the parks because the problem was – they had this attraction originally called America Sings, right? And America Sings was all based on the history of music, and it was done by audio-animatronic animals. But the problem with it was, man, no one liked it. Like, the popularity just just plummeted right after it opened. It was playing to, like, half crowds, you know, quarter crowds. Just no one was going to it. And so Disney's thinking, what are we going to do? This is taking up space. We're having to maintain this. It's costing us money. No one's liking it. And so Tony Baxter sits back and he thinks, you know what? We have all these audio animatronics. Why don't we close this? And why don't we create an amazing attraction based around audio animatronics? And we're going to call it Zippity Doodah Run. Maybe the worst name in the history <laughs> of all Disney attractions. Zippity Doodah Run has not come off the tongue very well. Um, and he, he he says, you know what? Let's let's give this a test shot. And here's something cool, you know, especially Mike, you being a Star Wars massive Star Wars guy. They take two of the auto animatronics, right? Um, they were geese. They strip them down completely. They it's just metal inside, right? They put them at the entrance to the soon to be opened Star Tours as droids. And they say, let's see if this works. Let's see if we can repurpose audio animatronics to make an attraction. So they put them there. And originally, the uh, the Automatronics in, in, uh, in um, America Sings, they sing, uh, I've been working on the railroad, right? Well, now they repurpose them to sing, I've been working on the same droid in the Star Tours queue. So it's it's all a test. It's all to see if they can pull this off. You got to think the Imagineers at the time are going, all right, if this works, we're set because we have all these audio animatronics to repurpose and we're going to save all this money. Big hit, works well. They're, they're, they're droids. You can see them. Um, and so they decide that they're going to open this attraction. Well, the thing is, whenever the builders go to the Imagineers and the builders go to Michael Eisner and they say, hey, we'd like to build this attraction. And they say, we want to call it Zippity Doodah Run. And Michael Eisner goes, that is the worst name ever. Uh, we want to mark this teenagers, and they're not going to go on zippity doo run. And at the time, the movie Splash is coming out. And so Michael Eisner says, I want to call it Splash something. Just just to get people to go see my movie. Put put a put a mermaid in there if you have to. And they say, well, we're not doing that. And they come up with Splash Mountain just to add to the mountains that are already existing there. Uh, before we get into construction a little bit, you're looking at, now we have three Splash Mountains, right? We have Disneyland, Magic Kingdom, Tokyo. Uh, I absolutely love the fact that you see Disney using what they already have to make a new idea. You know, I think a lot of people, we do that with shows, you know what I mean? We've had ideas to where they've kind of flown off old shows and we come up with new shows. Um, and so they bring all the audio animatronics over from America Sings and they reposition them into 
this new attraction that they have planned. Now, let me jump to the construction because that's what this show is all about. Okay, they run into some problems. Now, I want to talk about Disneyland first because the major problem, of course, that's the first one that opens. The major problem with Disneyland is the size of Disneyland compared to the Magic Kingdom is is it's not even the same. If you've ever been to Disneyland, uh, it's much smaller. Everything's in much it's closer proximity. Uh, you can walk from one attraction pretty much right into the next one. The problem was the way the mountain was supposed to be built, it was going to loom over, tower over everything that it sits next to, right? So the Imagineers had to go, well, what are we going to do about this? Let's sink it into the ground. So they completely sink the uh, the, the the structure all the way. They, they sink the foundation deep, deep, deep into the ground just to make it to where the structure itself fits in with all the surrounding structures uh really plays a huge part in being able to bring this attraction to disneyland um the other problem they had was disneyland and the magic kingdom really and that's the fact that they had to blend it in to the surrounding area i mean you're looking at it's the first attraction based on an animated film to be outside of Fantasyland. so every single attraction they've ever done that's based on an animated film has been in Fantasyland. Now all of a sudden they decide, hey, we're going to do a new one and we're going to place it in the park and it's not going to be where it makes sense to have, you know, cartoon characters. And so they decide, they go, well, what are we going to do about, you know, the, the course the, the, the water ride comes outside and everything. What we'll do is we will make it to where in every single Splash Mountain, all cartoon characters, all audio animatronics are not visible to the public unless you're inside the attraction. So they have, they have to do that. Um, that's the first thing they do to really change, uh, to make, make it fit into both those parks. Now the magic kingdom, the only thing that they run into is the only space to put, um, splash mountain is right next to big thunder. But the problem is, you know, Disney's all about theming. It's all about, well, do we, um, tell a story with splash mountain or do we tell the story with big thunder big thunder is already there and it tells the story of the old west splash mountain tells the story of the old south so what they do is they close the train station they rebuild and they make that the transition from the old south to the old west and they change the color of splash mountain from the browns that you see in disneyland to deep oranges that you see now in, in the magic kingdom so that way it fits, it transitions perfectly uh, with both attractions there. Another problem they had is source of water. 950,000 gallons of water are needed to power the log flumes through uh, through the attraction. Dude, think how big that is. Think about how a water heater... What's a, what's a water heater hold, Jason? Like, I got a tankless one, so I don't know. Yeah, me too. Mike, what's a water Maybe 150 gallons? Does it? 200 gallons tops, yeah. And it takes up like a corner in the garage, right? Yeah, 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 tops. Let's think about 950,000 gallons. And that changes, though, based on season, yes? Well, they always have that amount of water, but it's how much they they flow through. So this is a reservoir that actually holds that amount of water. Oh, okay, that's the reservoir. Gotcha. Yeah, and so that's they'll they'll lower and and do all that, and um, that kind of brings me to... What happened with uh, with opening day of Disneyland and one of the problems that they ran into, and that's the fact that it was experience. <laughs> the first time they ever run Splash Mountain, all the Disney executives climb in to the log flume. Right, they go, "Oh, here we go!" Yeah, they're doing pictures and video and all this stuff. They go down and they come off. 
and dude, they are as soaked as if they rode Cali River Rapids. <laughs> I mean, drenched. So they close the attraction. They they completely repurpose the boats, like figure out how we're gonna redo these logs, and they have to make them lighter. They have to make them really seat less people because they originally originally seated more people, and that way people weren't getting as soaked as that because they say we we want a water attraction we we, we want something that during a hot summer day is going to cool people down but we don't want people to be drenched right and so that's it, that's what happened so you realize now as a foreman you're fired because you dropped you're the fired. ball on this one yeah you're done <laughs> think, think about that think about every executive mike right going down going down the, the plunge a 52 and a half foot plunge right <clears throat> going down the plunge and then walking off and they're two thousand dollar suits are all soaked <laughs> yeah you're, you're fired <laughs> when they originally said we don't we want people to have a water attraction but we don't want them to be that wet mm-hmm. right so you're done you're, you're done so you're already you know as a foreman being oh no now i have to close this attraction on opening day to repurpose all this um another problem they ran into was story you know this is all based on song of the south but they have to do this in a way that it makes sense with the auto animatronics that they're using. So the foreman at the time and the, and the, the Imagineers, they come in, they place all the auto animatronics, they do their walkthrough. There's no water in there yet. And the storyline makes zero sense. None. It makes no sense why that uh, goose is there or why that frog is there or anything like that. And so they, they bring in this guy uh, named Dave uh, Fighton. And he comes in by himself and organizes every single audio animatronic. And he moves almost every one of them to where they're at today and creates the story on his own. So the dude comes in and saves the story just by moving these audio animatronics around. Um, they, They had a lot of problems with this attraction. Now, it's also, it's the first water uh, log flume attraction that they've put into Disneyland and into the Magic Kingdom. The Imagineers at first are fighting them, saying, we don't need it, we want to be different. We don't need a log flume. Now, of course, it's one of the most iconic things of all time. The next problem they run into is cost. You know, Mike, you working for the city, you know that everything's about cost, Mm -hmm. right? $75 million attraction cost, right? If they had built Disneyland at the same time, it would have cost $80 million to, buy, to build Disneyland. So it cost $17 million in 1955 to build Disneyland, which is equivalent to $80 million in 1987. So almost the same amount of money to build Splash Mountain as it was. Eisner's losing his mind. So picture this. You're the foreman on the attraction. You're trying to figure out how to build it. You're trying to figure out the story behind it. You're trying to figure out the water the aspects of it. And now you're trying to figure out the cost. I think it's one of the most interesting stories that's happened at Disney because it was such a needed attraction, but it almost didn't happen multiple times because of all the hiccups that they had all the way through. Now, if I was to be the foreman on this, the one thing that I would have never thought about that they thought about was the show building. Where they saved money was they made the mountain smaller and they built the massive show building. So a large portion of the attraction when you're on there, you're not in the mountain. You're in the show building behind. Uh, you can look at aerial views and see how large the show building is. 
uh, really amazing. I wouldn't have thought of that. I would have gone, let's build the mountain bigger. Uh, you know, just just rebar metal and, and sprayed concrete, um, just costing tons and tons of money. Um, as, as somebody who doesn't, I don't know a lot about construction. I am lucky if I can build a bird box. But I think it would have been really interesting to see this attraction before the water comes through as automatronics are all being placed in their positioning because it's so based on story where a lot of other attractions are based on thrill. And that's the reason I chose Splash Mountain. Perfect. Perfect. Love it. That is the ride, man. That is a great ride. It's got a little bit of everything. It's got the thrill. It's got the story. That's definitely something that I would want to see built from scratch as well. I actually toyed with that as an idea of, of one of my things because I think that's a very cool ride to see how that ticks. And like you said, there's that whole show area in the back, you know, and um, it gives you the illusion of being in the mountain when actually you're not. But uh, very cool. I, one of the best views you get of Magic Kingdom is the top of that. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I've gotten lucky a few times and caught a little bit of fireworks as you're going off the top of that mountain. And you're, you're pretty high up there. And uh, definitely, definitely one of my favorite rides and definitely a cool ride that I would be foreman on. Although being a foreman on that job seems like a tough, tough job because of all the obstacles you went through. I think it would be one of the hardest ones. And you don't realize it at the time. You kind of It kind of seems like a simple process, but... When you look back at what everything they had to go through, and it's just like, whoa, this is crazy. But anytime you integrate water with an attraction, I think you're dealing with... It's also the first time that they've used um, like infrared sensors to where if you get out of a boat, they know it. Oh, sure. Okay. So now now you, you know you're in it. And, and it's, it's based... Um, it's ran by two computers. And if the two computers don't match up with the millions of... of Inf- uh, amount of information coming to them mm-hmm. if they don't match up perfectly it shuts the attraction down completely okay so think about that i mean like so whenever you see splash mountain going down think about mm-hmm. all of the variables that have to be perfect sure for that attraction to work i mean not only perfect justin yeah. but perfect in a very wet environment exactly that's it i mean think mm-hmm. about it not only the humidity of florida but now everything's being soaked Audiomatronics right. are around all this water it's really yeah. amazing that that attraction is what it is and has been around for as long as it has um for them to keep that up is really something special yeah i you know the first time i wrote it and i thought about the humidity and you know because we got basements up here i mean i have to run humidifier i mean i got the office down here i mean we got the toy room if we don't have humidifiers going on it starts to get that mildewy wet smell right because i mean i think what is the ambient earth is at 58 degrees something like that so uh i'm just surprised that it's not like Instead of Splash Mountain, it's like Zombie Mountain with the you know the stuff just hanging off of the animatronics because it's right. just so destroyed. So um, yeah, it's pretty impressive that the whole that whole attraction is definitely um, would would have been a great pick, man. But what fascinates me two points because um, we're we're kind of wrapping up this segment here, yeah. Mike. I want to go back to you for a second before I go to Justin. Mike, um, I had no idea that there was a second. Um, space where where maintenance could could go around that ride yeah there's that there's actual space between the track you're on and the actual outer walls so if for argument's sake someone had to go up to i don't know where the computer is and the car is you know the that that Mm -hmm. part of the ride they don't have to go through the entire ride they have a little cart a little service cart they can go up there and your technician can go up there with his tools and fix what he has to fix or do any kind of fixing or any kind all of the um 
uh, all of the utilities run through that actual outer area, you know. Yeah. And Disney does a great job of hiding that from you. You know, you don't see that. I had no idea. Oh, I yeah. never would have known. Yeah. yeah, I had no idea. And then going back to you, Justin, I had no idea that the cost of that was equivalent. So I'm at Walt Disney World riding an attraction that, when it was being built, would have equated to all of Disneyland. Correct. That is that is mind boggling to me. Yeah. I mean just mind boggling. Yeah, the cost of, the, the cost for Walt to build Disneyland in nineteen fifty five was seventeen million, which he had to scrape, borrow, plead, beg for. Um, when they opened the when they opened Disneyland, they had to they sold space to other businesses to come in and sell their goods. Um, that's how that's where you find Doritos come come out of that, you know, that great story Jeff Barnes tells us. Um, seventeen million. 17 million uh, equivalent to you take 17 million 1995 you equate that to the same amount of money in 19 mm-hmm. uh, whenever it's, they build Splash Mountain yep. yeah and it is 80 million it costs 75 million to build Splash Mountain okay that's incredible to me it just blows my mind I had no yeah. idea I wonder what Tron cost uh, well we're gonna find out eventually we're gonna find out so um our, yeah yeah I, I'm excited for that one guys I'm yeah. I'm excited. So it's going to be fun. Um, cool. Is it okay if we uh, – let's take a break for a sponsor right now, and then when we get back, let's go ahead and uh, go into trivia. Cool? Sounds great. Jamie, can you think of a better time than right now to go to Walt Disney World? With so many unique and exciting things for you to discover at all four theme parks, this year more than ever is such a terrific time to visit. You can enjoy sun, fun, and savings when you stay in the middle of the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. New things are coming to Walt Disney World this year, and you need to get there now. New in 2019, get ready to explore the all-new Star Wars A Galaxy's Edge at Walt Disney World. This is your chance to live out your Star Wars story and discover who you truly are in a galaxy far, far away. Make sure to get a hold of us at Away With Me Travel at show at awaywithmetravel.com for all of your travel needs, and we can get you in the middle of all of the magic that Walt Disney World has to offer. And remember, keep on traveling. Keep on traveling, guys. Hey, Disney Dads family, we are excited to announce our partnership with the Magic Candle Company. Their theme parks and resort-inspired scents will help you keep it Disney in your home every day. Maybe it's sitting in Walt's office, the smell of a churro in Frontierland, or the scent of Soren over the Orange Grove. The Magic Candle Company can transplant you to the happiest place on Earth. So head on over to themagiccandlecompany.com backslash discount backslash Disney Dads. Or use promo code DisneyDads at checkout for 15% off. If you're in the market for a handcrafted, one-of-a-kind writing pen, look no further. PL Pens is a small business that focuses on custom pens made to order to your needs. These custom turned wood and acrylic ink pens will be the talk of the office. For more information, contact our friend Johnny at PL Penworks. That's P-L-P-E-N-W-O-R-K-S at gmail.com. Make sure to also follow PL Pins on Facebook and Instagram. So get on right now. Give the Facebook page a follow and order your pin today. Remember, tell them the Disney Dad sent you. So last week's trivia was a movie clip. And and the answer was uh, The Rocketeer. And I'm really glad that a lot of you nailed that. Uh, it's an awesome movie, 1991. And it's about a young pilot who stumbles onto a prototype jetpack that allows him to become a high-flying masked hero. Guys, if you have not seen The Rocketeer, 
go rent it, go see it, go find out whatever platform it is and watch it. It's great. It's based on a graphic novel, The Rocketeer by Dave Stevens. Um, Billy Campbell, Jennifer Conley, Alan Arkin. Guys, this is really a great movie. It's one of my favorites and a lot of yours out there, your favorites, because I know my phone started blowing up with, oh my gosh, it's a Rocketeer. I forgot all about it. So thank you guys. Um, uh, and before I get you next, uh, before I give you this week's uh, trivia question, let me go ahead and give props to. All right, we have Kevin Beacom, nails it. Carly Olson. Uh, we also have Dan Hurstline, uh, kind of a rising star. Dan, nailing them all the time, buddy. Uh, we have uh, Dana Frapier. We have Michael Taylor. And we have the 5A5 area code. All right, so this week's question, guys. In the animated feature Cinderella, at what time does the fairy godmother's spell break? Guys, guys, here, listen, listen. This is just you and me in the car, you and me just sitting at the kitchen table. This is probably the easiest trivia question I'm ever going to give you. So, that being said, the whole family should participate in this one. Ask it at dinner table. I promise you, you guys are all going to get it right. Blow my phone up. You can you can absolutely blow my phone. I want to see my phone going ding, 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 ding. And you can do that at 317-WDW-DATS, 317-939-3237. While you're doing that, make sure to head over to www.DisneyDadsPodcast.com. There you can find the links to all of our social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Guys, I'm, I took a break from Twitter for a little while, but I'm back on Twitter, and I'm actually posting things there that I'm not posting in the Facebook group. So if you're not following us on Twitter, you're missing out that conversation. So head over to Twitter and follow Podcast Disney, at Podcast Disney, and you'll get all of the Disney dads over there. Uh, guys, look, we also love to get your emails. You can email us at DisneyDadsPodcast at gmail.com, and also you can find all of our personal emails at that website, www.DisneyDadsPodcast.com. And just when you think you just had enough of the Disney dads, we're going to go ahead and introduce on this show right now, we uh, we went ahead and we went down the uh, the avenue, the road of uh, creating an Alexa skill, guys. So we have a flash briefing. Go over to uh, Amazon. Um, if you if you haven't, uh, if you don't got an Alexa, you can uh, download the um, uh, Amazon Alexa uh, app on your phone. Um, if you have an Alexa at the house, I know Justin took a video of uh, of my intro and um, put it in the group. That was fun. Um, it's called Disney Family Unofficial. You can't miss it. It's a it's got a great picture of um, Snow White's uh, house that I took when I was at Disney World mm-hmm. last time. So I went ahead and used that as the logo. Guys, uh, we're just going to periodically hit you with some flash briefings. I'm excited about it. You know, Mike and Justin, we're all going to participate in this. And uh, we're just making it a little bit fun, guys. So uh, just to give you a little extra boost throughout the week. And, um, uh, yeah, it's uh, I'm excited for it. My first flash briefings only you've been spoken in Ewok. <laughs> the entire thing. Oh. This is this is this is one of those like me and Mike we just tone each other out we just kind of just start writing and we get those throughout the day. Get ready, people. We get those throughout the day. Well, guys, the show is coming to a close. But before we close the show, we have to get to my favorite thing every week, and that would be pictures of the week. Picks of the week. Picks of the week. It's time for us to get our picks of the week. You know what, Mike? You never get to go first. Why don't you go first this week, buddy? Sounds good. My picture this week is actually involving you, Justin. You and Katie oh. were super sweet, and you got uh, 
Stephanie Moore, Jacob's wife, years when you were down there, the graduation years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Congratulations to her. She's getting her master's, and she looks great in her ears. And uh, awesome on you guys for hooking her up, and uh, great picture. Stephanie. I was more than happy to do that. Uh, Jacob is Jacob. They're both just an, they're an amazing family. I get to talk to Jacob quite a bit, and uh, they're going to be down in July hanging out with us too, uh, right before the Disney Dads podcast. Um, happy to do stuff like that as long as it's not like two or three hundred people <laughs> sending those requests in. But one or two, I'm happy, happy to do it, man. I'm, I can't wait to see a picture of her rocking those uh, ears whenever she gets her uh, her master's diploma. It's, what, what a great accomplishment! Something that uh, you know, it's you work you work really hard for. So we're proud of you guys, and uh, really really glad that I get to be a little itty bitty part of it. Jason, yeah, guys. Hey, before I give mine, I would like to uh, just read something here. I, did you see Amanda Elizabeth Hansen's uh, post she did in the group? And you know how you know every once in a while I, I always put the pics on pause because uh, there's just something that's really cool or really something profound that somebody wrote. And this this is this was kind of uh, right there with me because you know I got two boys that are very close in age. So Amanda writes, Hi, Disney family. We're heading down to the world in 21 days for our two-year-old second trip. It's his sibling moon as his last trip as an only child before his little brother arrives in September. How cool is that, guys? It's amazing. I mean, the guy, yeah. the guy is mm-hmm. two years old. Is he going to remember not having a little brother? No. His whole life, all he's going to know is having a little brother. Um, but mom and dad, you guys get to go down there and uh, just just experience that one last with him before uh, before your family um, gets a perfect new addition. And um, I just want you guys to have a great time in 21 days. And, um, you know, have a blast. And good luck with everything else, uh, you know, in the future. With new baby and all that other good stuff that comes with that. So moving on to my picture. I am going to absolutely give two thumbs up to the amazing Sarah Elizabeth Webner and her whole trip. Guys, what a fun, fun, fun. Now, the reason I want to uh, mention that, and I'm going to ask you two guys here. Have you ever done that storybook, Dining at Wilderness Lodge? No, but we're about to, you and I. Oh, are we locked on for that one? Yeah, you and I are doing that uh, right before we do the meet and greet, the Disney Dad's meet and greet over at. Uh, um, oh, Wilder's and Mike, Lodge. you're yeah. Mike, you're gonna go over to the wilderness. You're gonna go. Yeah, I'm gonna be over at Whispering Canyon. Uh, I have okay. some plans with some Disney people, and I also might have. We'll talk about it later uh, with with the group. I might have a res- an extra reservation for eight uh, at that restaurant as well too, because I have a couple of extra reservations going on. So I might actually have if there's a Disney family out there on the cruise, we'll we'll talk about in the podcast group uh the the uh the uh, cruise podcast group and i'll see if anybody wants those reservations but i should have eight a uh, table of eight also for whispering canyon the night of the uh, meetup nice oh, that's fun man it's awesome yeah that uh w- those are some great pictures from that uh, storybook dining justin so you kind of made my night buddy i forgot we were doing that i kind of surprised you because i took care of all of our dining for that trip yeah for you and yeah, i yeah. yeah and i'm just like hey this is what we're doing you're gonna show up and be like whoa we cool um, so we are i'm definitely gonna show up buddy and uh i'm definitely you and i are gonna have uh i'm gonna i'm gonna take you on a jason tequila round and then we're gonna go, oh, go no. have fun with mike that night oh no <laughs> So. I've been there before. Let's move on. <laughs> yes. Uh, my pick of the week is going to one of our admins. Not so much her, but her son, Cheryl Pavia and Alec, uh, going on the Disney Dads cruise in July. Going to be hanging out with us before. And I loved her post. Um, and mostly I loved that her son uh, was writing in his journal. Uh, I think it was for school. And just talking about going on a Disney cruise. Like you, you, you put Disney cruise anything I'm in. 
Alec, man, pictures are awesome. I love that you're writing about your memories because, look, man, that's something you're going to cherish for a long time. I wish that when I was younger and I went to Disney that I had written about what I enjoyed and what I, you know, because that's something that will always be there. So um, absolutely amazing. I, I cannot wait, buddy, to, uh, to meet you and to uh, give you a big high five and hang out with you as we, uh, as we board the Disney cruise ship and have, have some fun. So that is my pick of the week this week, Cheryl and Alec. But just amazing, amazing uh, part of our Disney family. Yeah, 100%, man. I'm excited. I'm really excited to meet her family. And um, I know my boys are excited to meet Alec. So, um, you know, I've been, I've told my uh, oldest son, I was like, well, Alec, I think Alec speaks three languages German, English. He speaks German, uh, English, and maybe, yeah. Or is it? You know what? You know what he is. He's four hundred times smarter than we are. I was going to say he's a lot smarter <laughs> than I am. Absolutely. So uh, you know that was intriguing to my son. You know, so it's but you know this um, this goes back to my our Disney family where you just meet people from uh, from around the world. You know, and it's it's nice. That I guys, I have really good friends that live all around the world, and I love that. All right, guys, I hope you like my idea about doing the you know being a construction foreman and you know kind of being from the from the very first you know bolt beat and putting the ride and starting off from scratch and i hope that i piqued some interest in some of our disney family and got to think of what they would want to be a part of a project on and i had a great time talking with you guys tonight i had a great time uh, i'm gonna be missing you guys soon because i'm not gonna yeah. be around for a while i'm gonna be missing you a little bit but not that much but uh but yeah no i'm gonna be out and about with the family enjoying some good vacation time uh to my disney family i will keep you uh up with the pictures from alani and from the beautiful sights in hawaii and i'll be thinking about you guys when i'm down there and i'll see you guys soon buddy i am excited man this has been a trip that is like long time in the making i mean we've been we've had many conversations about this so i'm super excited about it um even how it came to fruition where we went from you know you, you planning one thing in january to it, it evolving to this and um it was fun just going along with the ride with you listen um uh we're you know you're not going to be on the show i think for two weeks huh yeah Sid, yeah. okay, so listen, have an incredible time. You, you've got an amazing family. I hope Laura's, um, you know, Laura's feeling good and up for it, and uh, the girls have a great time. I'm going to miss you, buddy. Have a great time. I'm looking forward to the pictures, and, um, yeah, just, just knock them out, man. Just have a blast. You deserve it. Thanks, man. Buddy, look, Jason put it perfectly. I hope you have a blast. I hope Sammy and Sarah spend all your money, every penny of it, and I hope they get all the souvenirs they want. Sammy, Sarah, you're listening. Just spend away. Get that card and just swipe, swipe, swipe. Um, dude, I hope you have a blast, man. It's, it's Hawaii is such a cool spot. I it's it's paradise, and I've told you that multiple times. You know, you and we'd be all talking. I'd be like, dude, you're gonna be in paradise in a couple of days. Yeah. Um, you're gonna have an amazing, amazing time. We're gonna miss you. We're definitely gonna miss you. But uh, I think we'll we'll hold down the fort. We'll figure something out. Uh, things might go a little off the off the way like they normally do. But yeah, what do you do, um, guys? Look, what a, what a great topic. I love Disney history. I love looking back at at Disney attractions. And uh, I had so much fun really diving into Splash Mountain and hearing you guys talk about Carol Pacific and talking about. Uh, spaceship earth just absolutely so so much fun and the great thing about these topics is they open conversation for our disney family because that's what this is all about it's all about family and if you guys can sit around a dinner table and you can think of you know what what attraction would you want to be a part of and that starts a 20 minute conversation 
then that's 20 minutes that you're always going to have that you're talking about something positive with your family. So enjoy these episodes because that's what we do them for is to start those conversations uh, with you guys. And we appreciate everything you all do for letting us be a small part of your Disney life. Uh, And with that, guys, I've had a blast. And I will see uh, Jason, you next week. Mike, I'll see you in a few weeks, buddy. Sounds good. Good night, guys. Good night, guys. From Mike, Justin, and myself, we want to say thank you. And remember, always keep it Disney. And they all live happily ever after. Each of us has a dream, a heart's desire. It calls to us. And when we're brave enough to listen and bold enough to pursue, that dream will lead us on a journey to discover who we're meant to be. All we have to do is look inside our hearts and unlock the magic within. Ready to begin. Let the wonder... And that's a wrap. This has been YDF Media Productions.